If your spider plant is looking peaky and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On The Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things houseplants at On The Ledge Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, the founder of Miles to Memories, joined as always by my co-host Joe Chung and Mark Osterman. How you guys uh, doing today? Mark, how was your vacation? I'm back. That wasn't singing just for Joe, so he can't complain about that. I just I just talked in a singing voice, I guess. Uh, vacation was good. I kind of need a vacation from the vacation because we had family there the whole time. So you know that like you never kind of get away from it. You feel like you always have to be on top of things when you have family visiting and doing that st- type of stuff. But it was good. Uh, my parents, it was their first time seeing the cottage since we bought it. So that was cool. And then my sister came up. My aunts came up. Everybody got to check it out. And my sister ended up writing, running a house down the street. So she was hanging out there. It was cool the kids rode their bikes back and forth to see each other which they thought was like the coolest thing ever so connor told my uh my dad grandpa you need to buy a house here that i can ride my bike to so so a guilt tripping him into it <laughs> and joe how's your vacation going is barely starting but uh you hear i'm all echoey because i'm in like a game room i'm back in the poconos new house this time same heart-shaped tub uh just chilling yeah here, getting here it with sexy. my family you know, I've rented two houses in the Poconos in the last two years, and I've gotten zero heart-shaped tubs. So it's next I time think I got it's gotta... all in like the resorts have the heart-shaped tubs and like champagne and flowers, and at least that's what I remember seeing when I looked it up. It was super cheesy but awesome. I gotta search for it on Verbo. You know, there's gotta be a you know when you filter by uh, amenity, heart-shaped vibrating tub. bed and heart-shaped tub. There you yeah. go, and mirrors on the ceiling. But uh, sorry, it's family podcasts. But yeah, apologize for the echoing, but uh, this is the best room I have. There's like 12 people in this house, and I tried to kick them all out, but you know, this is the safest place to be. So Joe home, knows so. about the needing uh, vacation after the vacation. with all. The it's family. only been one day, but yeah, I really need it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like weeks and weeks and weeks of uh, you being away from home. That's got to be pretty tough for you, considering how much of a homebody you've become. Yeah, we're going to be on the road for a while, but we did get to use that cargo box that I talked about last week, and it is great, but I think it also possibly will lead to overpacking. You know, my dad was saying- More eggs, more yeah. eggs. I can't put the eggs in the cargo box though, it's too dangerous. <laughs> They'll all come, come in and crack. But uh, we were leaving, so we went to my parents' house first as a staging area before we came out here. And my dad was saying, you know, we should just go places where we would fly because we'd only have one suitcase each. And he's totally right about that. We brought so much crap that we didn't need to bring. Isn't that the uh, the best way to vacation, right? Just Every, just throw everything in your house on top of your car and drive down the street and uh, hope it doesn't fall off. I just pop up a tent in your parents' backyard because they got that sweet view of the water. Like, what's the point of going anywhere else? <laughs> I know. My kids would be happy to do that, honestly. So, I mean, there's a pool here. Like, my parents live in a development with a pool, but because of COVID stuff, they can only take in two guests at a time. So we can't, like, all go. So, I mean, there's a pool here. Get that nice. res- pool reselling game going and just get a big pop-up Intex pool. There you go. I still, I still have my one from last year. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got it ready to go. But I think there, I have, 
I haven't been in the stores like looking, but I've the software that I use to track clearance prices. I see a lot of pools on clearance, so I think maybe the supplies have caught up. You what know, about canoes? Really too much what about canoes this year? I don't know. I haven't been. Uh, in, I've been keeping to my vow of not trying to go crazy with reselling this year. I found a kayak uh, paddle in the rocks at the beach, and I was all excited because we want to get a kayak, and I just saved like twenty bucks by getting one of the double sided paddles. So I don't need to buy that now. Yeah, <laughs> I just need a kayak to wash up, and then I'll be good. Yeah, well, hopefully by next. Except year, somebody probably die. <laughs> if that oh was the case, God. it probably wouldn't be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I don't think you want an empty kayak to wash up. That's generally. Oh, although, like, if you lose your paddle, what are you? How are you getting back? I, I don't know. They jumped off and swam or whatever. But people kayak back and forth all the time. So I was like, my sister's like, oh, look over on the big rocks. There's a huge uh, paddle paddle over there. So I climbed up on all these break wall rocks and pulled it off, and I was like, yes, this is awesome. So did your sister kayak out to that rock, that famous rock that you can only reach by a kayak in Lake Huron and, and do that? Oh, the turnip rock? Uh, no, that's up in Port Austin. And she was only here for a couple of days. And the drive up there and drive back, plus the kayaking, it would have been like a whole day in, endeavor. And she like jacked up her rotator cuff right before the trip. So luckily, we weren't forced to go because of that. So, <laughs> But I think they, they're up in Mackinac Island. They're staying up there for like four or five days and then... On their way back down, they're stopping because she went to Michigan State. So they're stopping in East Lansing and staying at a graduate hotel, which I've, I wrote about on the site. You know, they opened one on Roosevelt Island. It's a smaller chain, but they theme the hotel at, like you're going to a, like a college dorm room, you know, plaids and all that type of stuff. And they have uh, sports athletes uh, on the wall and in the decorations. And then each uh, key card looks like a student ID and stuff. So really cool concept I've been wanting to check out. So I'm curious to see what they think of it after they check it out later this week. All right, let's get into the show. And before we do that, if you like the show, don't forget mtmpodcast.com is where you can go for all of our stuff. Search us out at Miles to Memories in any podcast app. We love reviews, especially if you're using Apple Podcasts. And don't forget about our new uh, MTM Vegas podcast as well. Just search Miles to Memories in your favorite podcast app to find all of our audio content. And Joe, let's let's talk credit cards here for a while. You said before, just as you ran out the door, packing all your stuff, you got approved for the United Quest card, right? 100K, baby! How'd that go? Yes, yeah, so I had like a big payment coming up and I was like, okay, let me just apply for this United Quest card. And I will be completely honest. I was like pretty sure that I was still under 524. If you've been listening to the podcast for a few months, you'll recall I just got uh, the Chase Sapphire Preferred like two months ago, and I haven't gotten any personal cards since then. And I was working on a business platinum sign-up bonus, one of the many that people have been getting. But I finished that, and I was like, oh, shoot, I have another payment coming up. So I was like, okay, let me get this United Quest card. So I applied for it on Monday, but what I do with Chase, and we were leaving on a Saturday, and what I do with Chase these days is when I go pending, like I don't call. I just wait to see what happens, and you know, we just, you know, I just, I just don't want to call unless I have to. Uh, and this is what that's, this is what I did for the Sapphire Prefer too. So I got approved for it on Thursday, and the way I knew that I was approved is I just logged into my Chase account and I saw the Quest card was there. And so I was like, oh, can I get this card in time before Saturday? The short version of the story is I cannot. Chase could not expedite the card. They also could not change the address they would send it to. I wanted to see if I could get it sent to my parents. American Express has done that for me before, but they can't do that. Chase also has no virtual card option like American Express where you can get the virtual card and start using it before. However, I did find that I could add it to a mobile wallet. So I added it to my Google Pay. You could add it to Apple Pay as well. 
of course, it was very simple to do through my Chase mobile app. And so I can, I'm able to use the card as a mobile wallet, even though I don't have the card. You know, I'm going to have my mother-in-law pick it up. I'm going to see her in a couple of weeks before we get back home. So I'm going to have her pick it up and bring it out to me, the physical card. And so that was cool. And the other cool thing I noticed was Chase is now also saying, like, I have to spend $5,000 to get the 100,000 points. And there's like a tracker on my account. So all in all, it was good. I'm glad to have gotten approved. I should have applied two weeks ago instead of on Monday. And I would have the card in hand and I could be using it. But uh, happy to get it. And apparently I was still under 524. So that was a uh, good stuff. So now I've got the quest. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do with a hundred thousand United miles, but I figured <laughs> I'm going to be applying for cards again. And so you know, might as well uh, do the chase one before others. Although we'll be talking about later. Maybe I should have considered another bank first. Yeah. I got the uh, quest card a couple months ago and same type of thing. Like I never use United miles a ton, um, but it's something I, I kind of look at it as ultimate rewards that will save me that for transferring. I'll use them to go to Europe or something like that. Yeah, you know, book partners type of thing. But same thing. I I just signed up for it. 100K. Didn't have any for sure plans, but knew I would use it at some point. So one of the better bonuses from Chase. I think, uh, you know, I updated the personal card rankings a couple weeks back. And I think it ended up finishing second or third, somewhere right at the top. Uh, you know, Sapphire Preferred with the 100K is number one for sure. And then... I'm not sure if uh, British Airways beat it out with their 100K offer because the spend was a little bit lower, but it was right up there. So definitely a good offer. I mean, I have the luxury, quote unquote, of my parents living near Newark. So I know that I can fly to Newark or fly out of Newark. You know, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I drop the kids off. They were like, hey, yeah, you should just drop the kids off and leave them here. I was like, okay, careful what you, uh, careful what you promise. Once I'm ready to go back to Europe, maybe we could drive down here, drop the kids off, fly from Newark to Europe or whatever. So Knowing that I've Newark in the back pocket, I know that I'll be able to use those United Miles eventually. Sean, are you were you eligible for the quest, or are you? What's your five twenty four status? I am eligible. That's a personal still, question. A very personal question. <laughs> That's HIPAA. That, That's HIPAA. That is absolutely HIPAA. I'm just going to have to uh, consult my doctor to make sure I can release that information. Yeah, I'm under five twenty four. I do need to get the to jump on some Chase cards. So the Sapphire Preferred hundred K was was something I need to do, and then figure out my my business card strategy. Uh, from there. So I have a couple slots. I really got to to get moving on that. My wife just got the Sapphire Preferred and then I've been deciding, been debating on what to do with her card because I really want to get her the Hyatt card, but I think that at some point we'll probably get an increased bonus on that. So I'm not, not trying to, to get that too soon. Um, but to what you're talking about with Chase kind of updating their systems, when we recently got that Sapphire Preferred, being able to add it to Apple Wallet was was just as easy as you said. And I also do love the bonus tracker. They've really updated that site and made it a little bit nicer, the Ultimate Rewards site. And it just makes it nice not have to worry about that. I wish all the banks would uh, move to a system where you can not only see your progress to it, know what your bonus is, have it all confirmed there, and all of that stuff. So it's good uh, good to go on that. For my credit card news, um, after all these months of complaining about how American Express hates me and my family, we finally, finally got an offer my wife and I both got the 150k business platinum offers in our accounts this week, and they had not been there before, and so I was happy to see that. Also got 20k for enrolling in Pay Over Time, which is just a good reminder that those come up every once in a while. Although I haven't gotten one of those in years either, so American Express finally handing out the uh, handing out the membership rewards like candy to the Coomer family. Happy about that. 
Yeah, they've been uh, crazy as we've talked about in the past. And while I was on vacation, I got an upgrade offer from my Amex Gold to the Business Platinum. I think it was 130k for 10k in spend, which is a little bit uh, easier for me to swallow than versus 15k in spend over three months. I'll probably end up jumping on it, even though. I don't really want to pay that annual fee. Finally got the custom cash. I signed up, or my wife signed up for it uh, the day it came out. And I we just got it in the mail while we were on vacation, which is crazy because it's been like a month. I had to contact them and say, hey, I never got my, or she, I had to contact them for her <laughs> and say, hey, you know, she never got the card. What's going on with this? Did it via chat and uh, said, can you cancel it and reissue a new one? So they had to reissue a new one and then mailed it out. So it took uh, about five weeks to get it, which is kind of crazy. And I'm sure knowing City, it will mess up the uh, min spend because they'll be like, this isn't the right card number or something weird like that. And to Joe's point where he added it to the mobile wallet, I heard somebody added their new City card to the mobile wallet and that uh, triggered a fraud alert that they had to call in and then have them text a different number to verify. So they're still messing up the uh, fraud alerts and verifications. You know, my wife's premiere, she's had it for three, four months and put like six, seven K on it. And she still gets a fraud alert for a hundred dollar purchase on the custom cash. She bought uh, $550 worth of stuff at the grocery store and no fraud alert. So uh, whatever, maybe the premiere is just really touchy. So I got that. I'm working on the blue business plus, which I have a 50 K offer for 15 K and spend over 12 months. So those are the two main ones. And then also remember if your world of high card, uh, annual fee build and reset, you have until December 31st to earn a free night. And then it's going to reset to uh, annual by per the calendar year. So don't you know think that oh i have a year from when my annual fee build because you might get through like 10k and then it resets on jan 1st so if you're going to go for it hit it before that or just wait until the uh, calendar resets you hear that joe i don't want any complaints later i don't think you have the world high do you <laughs> i do i have it uh, oh you do okay yeah I used a uh, recent deal uh for for home De- depot gift cards that i was able to resell to like nail all my spending on my Hyatt cards, on all my Hilton cards. Just got all of that out of the way. So thankfully all my spending for the year as far as free night certs goes. Like I needed more uh, free night certs, but at least it's all it's all done now. Because <laughs> I'm the king of uh, late waiting to the last minute and then screwing something up with that. Yeah, that's just a tricky one because it's kind of changing the way it does. So you can actually get mm-hmm. two in one year if you play it right. But I know a lot of people are going to forget about that and slowly spend and then just basically throw away spending that they could have used somewhere else or or focused on it more. So just a reminder for everybody. While we're talking about credit cards, one of the bigger bonuses that came out in the last couple months is the City Premier 80K bonus. And City has been notoriously quiet over the years. They haven't been trying to compete with American Express or Chase by having these increased bonuses a lot of the time. And they've done some weird things like completely overhaul their products, like get rid of the prestige and now the premiere, they've, you know, they tweaked it. They added grocery, made it a really compelling product. Now it has this 80 K bonus. So everybody wants to get it. And isn't that how it always goes guys that when you really want something, you, you can't get it. So city's dangling the carrot, but they're denying a lot of people for this card. Very, very difficult to get it based on all the data points we're seeing um, all kinds of different like theories as to the rules. But some people I, I was reading in, in our article, that there's people who got no new cards in the last six months that still got denied for having too many inquiries. I mean, what's what's the latest with that, uh, Mark, as far as... Or Joe, I guess it could be uh, Joe. It doesn't no, matter. What, what's well, the, yeah, but okay. n- nobody knows. It's like it's worse than Capital One. And I think the phone uh, reps are just making up stuff because people have... I don't think they no know either. New, 
Like, yeah, I don't think the phone under, know either. Yeah, people under five twenty four are signing up and saying you have too many inquiries, and they're like, I haven't signed up anything in eighteen months. What are you talking about? So I don't know what they're looking for. I, you know, did they switch to the Capital One where everybody always believes having a balance and a medium tier score actually works in your favor with Capital One? Is that where we're at? You know, they have the three hard inquiries in the last six months rule. And pretty much if you were under that, you, you'd get approved for any city card. And now that doesn't even seem to matter. So when this offer first came out, because I signed up about a year ago, and my wife sub- signed up like three, three, four months ago, and I was really upset that we, we both missed out on the extra 20K, but now I'm actually really happy because we were able to get it in uh, before all this other stuff happened. So I don't know, it's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, either people are like making up data points in the comment section, which I guess happens every once in a while. But there's, I think there's just too much smoke for there not to be a fire. There's something going on with City, but the problem is, and this is a very City-like thing, since they are not coming out explicitly and saying, I remember when Chase 524 first came out, people trying to be contrarian were, were like, well, at least they tell you where you stand, which I think we don't need to congratulate Chase on coming up with a 524 rule. But but yeah. if but if they're going to come up with a rule, then at least letting people know where they stand, I mean, that is, it's worth something. It's not worth a ton, but it's worth something. And so I, I feel like hopefully City will come out with it. Because remember when this happened with Bank of America too? And when it first started happening, people weren't sure what was going on. And then eventually Bank of America was like two, three, four. You know, So maybe City is trying to tweak the numbers so that they have some fancy number that rolls off the tongue, like 524, 234. So that, you know, then they can announce. You're giving City way too much credit. Yeah, no, I'm being completely sarcastic I think they let the computers just run wild like they do with the fraud department. And they don't even know what it's doing. <laughs> that's my guess. That's my that's my true guess. That they, had, they ran some new program and it's completely jacking everything up and they don't know how to stop it. Exactly. And it's the same computer that gives you a fraud alert for a $2 charge and not a $2,000 charge. So yes. you know, we know how well those computers go. Yeah, AI at its best, right? I mean, that's uh, when we we do talk about technology, though, being the enemy. We've talked about that for many years. I love to bring that up. But this is just another example of them being able to to tweak things and and they're going to get a better idea of what kind of customer you are before you even start. That's the whole idea of your credit report. But now they're looking at so many different levels of data. And I personally just think, and this is not based on anything, City finally decided to play ball, and in order to do that, they've started looking more at that uh, being more restrictive because they see that it's working for American Expresses. They see it's working for Chase, and here they are kind of scattershot with their strategy of credit cards, especially in the United States. And, you know, Mark and I have sat down with City executives, card executives, and, uh, you know, it was an interesting experience. They're not as, I don't know, I want to say as robust a, a bank as some of their competitors, despite as big as they are. And uh, yeah, I think I think your theory could be, you know, that they just turned into a computer program could be it. But uh, I'm going to choose to hopefully think that they're they're coming back to being a serious player in the credit card space. To your point, Joe, they need some good branding to go with their restrictions. So, Mark, last week, Joe and I talked briefly about the the city adding American Airlines as a transfer partner. And that's big news, obviously adds a lot of value to their program. It's something that we've talked about in the hobby like a long time. It's been like a sort of a pipe dream of the average travel hacker. And uh, what do you think about this news? And uh, do you think that they're going to extend it past the temporary amount of time that they've announced the partnership for? Yeah, it's interesting that they did it for six months and maybe that's on American Airlines part wanting to test it out and see what kind of 
you know, money they can get for selling these miles and or maybe cities trying to see how much it will cost them in the long term and if it's cheaper just using the other partners they have. It's a great thing. Uh, anytime they add new stuff, it's great, and especially adding something that you can't really get anywhere else. I know you can transfer Bonvoy to American, but that's not all that useful for most people. So I think it's a big deal. I'll probably end up transferring all my city points to AA, even though I'm not a huge fan of American Airlines because they don't help me for the way I travel, but it's better than anything else that city has to offer for me, really, besides a straight cash out. And I'll know I'll get more than one cent a piece uh, through American Airlines. So I'll probably move it over. I do expect it to get extended. I was surprised that they said limited time, but it's still like six months. So it's not all that limited of a time. So I would hope that it would get extended. And that really does, if you're an AA flyer, that makes City your best option because you can earn three times with the Premier at grocery and gas and two times on everything else, you know. It basically shifts, you could paradigm shift a lot of people from away from membership rewards or ultimate rewards to City because it is a game changer, especially if you uh, fly to Asia a lot or if you're an American hub. Those are two big reasons that you would just totally move all your spending to City. So I think it's good on their part. Hopefully they extend it long term, but for me, it won't really change my spending all that much, but I will the 100K or so I have in my thank you accounts, I'll, I'll probably push over and use it for something. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. American Express has Delta as a big transfer partner. Chase has United. Obviously, City has always had their partnership with American Airlines. They share that with Barclay Card. But yeah, I I feel like on one end, this could be something that they keep long term, that they're going to, to try to figure out how to make this work. Because from a marketing aspect, especially if they're going all in with their premiere and trying to make that uh, a better card, I could see that. But all, I don't know that we'll see a one-to-one. Maybe they'll come up with something that's not one-to-one. But yeah, take advantage of it while while you can. And to your point, that 3X grocery store, turning that into AA miles pretty uh, attractive for people who use those miles up a ton. Yeah, Me, I've been saying so many up, for, You don't need to sign up for 27 uh, American Airlines cards anymore because you can just spend, spend your way to it, right, Joe? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> just, make sure you, just, just make sure you buy a gift cards at the grocery store, Mark, not a pack of gum, okay? Yeah. Yeah, those will get through. Yeah, it could be, you know, like the McRib where they just bring it back every year and say, hey, it's back. You know, maybe it'll be like a once a year thing for a few months or or maybe it'll be a reduced rate. Uh, you never know. But I'm, I'm assuming that them buying AA miles is about the same cost as other people's miles. So I don't see why they wouldn't try their best to make it a full time thing. Yeah, I just wonder why it took them this long to get here. You know, they've been partners with American Airlines throughout all of this. Whatever happened behind the scenes, glad that they finally did it. And it definitely makes the thank you points more competitive, uh, at least for this limited amount of time. And I know there's a lot of haters of that program. I tend to like it for some of their more <laughs> obscure, Mark raising his hand, for some of their more obscure stuff. But being able to transfer to American Airlines, definitely good. And uh, like I've talked about, I'm sitting on way too many American Airlines miles. So I don't know that it does a lot for me in moving the value of thank you points. But uh, it's certainly a, a great thing for a lot of people. And speaking of value, let's talk about hotel spend. Let's kind of flip the the switch. And we know a lot of people probably going back to business travel, certainly travel opening back up, people paying for their hotel rooms. And so Ryan did a an article on the website comparing what you get back in terms of value for spending at hotels for, you know, with the various brands, what they give you in points, what that value is in return. And there's some interesting um, results here. With the with these brands, 
I mean, going in, I didn't quite know what to think was the least valuable or what would kind of gave you the least sort of return. You know, I guess going in, guys, what which hotel brand did you think would give you the least amount of return on your spend? Uh, which program did you think was going to be the worst? Hilton was my bet. Yeah, I was going to say probably IHG would be my bet just because their points are worth so few and they don't really give you a ton. You know, back when they had the, what were those promos where you could get like 40,000 points after two stays, the... What are those called? Like the quarterly things where you'd check yeah. and everybody had a unique. Yeah, I can't think of the name of it, but yeah. You know what you're... <laughs> right, Point well. breaks? No. Well, whatever. Yeah, back when IHG had their promos quarterly that, you know, each thing was uniquely targeted. And one time I earned 40,000 points after a one night stay. And then after that, I got uh, straight garbage. So it never was useful again. But just their credit card doesn't earn great. Their uh, normal paid stays doesn't earn a huge amount and then their um their points are have gone down in value basically cut in half over the last few years so i expected that to be pretty much at the bottom what about you sean would you uh what were you thinking would finish at the bottom yeah i was actually thinking those two hilton ihg i thought maybe marriott although hadn't paid too much attention to them and i and some of these brands they they break it up so some brands like with hilton earn more or less same thing with bonvoy um so to make all the value so we Took all this, Ryan took all the information from all the programs, found out how much you earn from their credit card, find out how much you earn with no status or if you have different levels of elite status. We, we determined the value of the points, put it all into a table. And when you add it all up at the end of the day, let me scroll down here. The least valuable is a core. I mean, a core isn't even, I mean, a core is actually yeah, there's broken no up point. By... <laughs> yeah. There's no point in spending money at a core, basically. It's really, really bad. Yeah, and they have several different brands, and we break it up into different to the different earnings for different brands, and they're the bottom three slots. Accor is like the bottom of all of everything, all of their brands, and it's it's pretty rough. So, obviously, Accor, a French company, not a lot in the U.S. Second would be second to last would be Hilton if you stay at their True or Home Two Suites hotels. And I always thought that that kind of sucked that they that they do that, where you know you're still paying the same amount of dollars for for that. Why are they giving you less? of a percentage back at, at Which, a place like True. Yeah, and IHG and Marriott do the same thing. They break it out to like your more value budget-friendly brands earn lower. So I'll give Hyatt some props for that, that you earn the same no matter where you are, Hyatt Place or Park Hyatt. So that's kind of interesting that they're the only, well, it does, and Wyndham doesn't break it out either, So or Radisson. So those three... Uh, which ended up being the top, <laughs> the top three without status, which was interesting. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the top ones: Hilton, IHG, Marriott, kind of in the middle of the the pack as far as value. So you're not going to get the highest value, but if you have no status, the top three, as you said, Radisson comes in at number three, an eight percent rebate, Hyatt at eight point five percent, and then Wyndham at ten percent rebate. So uh, yeah, you may not surprise. like the Wyndham properties, but uh, that Super <laughs> Eight is giving you good value on your spend. The Wyndham at 10% with no status actually out-earns everybody else with, you know, low-tier status. Hyatt is at 9.4% with their first-tier status, and Wyndham with no status is 10%. So that's kind of interesting. Now, what this doesn't really tell you is when you go to redeem them, yeah, getting 10% back is great. But when you go to redeem it, you have to look at that at end of the spectrum as well. You know, Hyatt will have 5,000-point properties uh, Wyndham to get a similar property, you're going to have to spend probably 15k, maybe 30k in some areas. So that's where it kind of levels the playing field somewhat. So this is kind of just you know one side of the picture. 
but it's hard to show you the full picture. And I, I will say it's got a ton of good info. If you're just looking for spending, how many points you should be earning stuff, it's really quick and easy. Check out the charts, all that stuff. And then the credit cards is uh, interesting as well, which Wyndham takes top spot there as well. Yeah, I think what I really like is all normalized in the sense that it's like the actual value you're getting back. So you don't have to worry about, you know, like every program will say, oh, you get 15 X points or like with Hilton, it's like 25, you can get 25 points per dollar spent. But, um, you know, Ryan did all the math, you know, I don't like to do that. Not my strong suit. So <laughs> you let Ryan take care of all, all of that. And he normalized it as best as he could. And also if you scroll all the way down the bottom, if you don't want to read like everything, scroll down to the bottom of the article and there are tables there and you can sort by your kind of tier status level and you can see just in order from top to bottom, you know, which are the most valuable. So uh, it's a great article by Ryan, a lot of work. Glad he did it. Yeah. And let's talk about the credit cards here in a second, but to kind of, to put it all kind of sum it up, the top overall status and earning was, was Radisson's top tier platinum status at about a 14% oh return on an investment. Oh so you get those you country in a sweet points. But second was Marriott Titanium at 12.3% back. And then uh, Wyndham and IHG for their top tier elites, about 12% back. Hyatt, see, and, But all the Bonvoy fanboys that are going to be like, see, I told you our status is worth more. That doesn't talk about perks or anything. This is just a, if you're paying for cash. So calm down a little bit. And yeah. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, like Marriott has always been good to the heavy business travelers. Between footprint and... You know the value you get back, especially when you're it's on your company's dime or whatever. I'm not surprised that Marriott came out on top. That doesn't necessarily make it the most valuable for people like us. Yeah, and it's a smart business move for them. Pay less to the people who aren't coming to your properties all that often. Marriott pays seven percent if you don't have status, whereas they're paying twelve point three percent if you're titanium. So uh, you're getting quite a significant difference in uh, in rebate there. And like to your point, Hyatt always consistently ranked you know, among most people as the top major loyalty program, especially with top tier status, it does really well. It's always in the top three, four, five, but it's never going to be the top uh, for that. Now, speaking of credit cards, Wyndham, like you said, the Wyndham Rewards Earner business card, 8% ROI on that card. Hilton Aspire is the second best card. And then World of Hyatt and then the other Hilton cards. So Hilton obviously still pretty strong with their credit card game and being able to earn points there. But Wyndham, I mean, just top to bottom, it's it's not surprising given all the ways that they've retooled their program, and they obviously have limited amounts of higher end properties. But uh, Wyndham definitely competitive top to bottom, and uh, as the rest of them are. Wyndham Rewards Earner Business Card is an interesting one because it gives you diamond status up front, which you can then match to Caesar's Diamond. So it's a cheap way to get Caesar's Diamond and get Vegas perks. It's got good earn rates at like gas stations and stuff. So it's a good card to really rack up points if you have a spot in the Wyndham award chart that you find value in. Back when they had everything at 15K, it was, you know, my third favorite program just because it was easy to find a, a hotel at a decent price. Like if, if Hilton's uh, dynamic pricing was out of whack and the if the Hyatt wasn't there or it was uh, expensive, I would turn to Wyndham. And then once they switched it and most of their good properties went to 30K, I just didn't want to focus on it. But with that credit card, 30K is not so unreachable as it used to be. So definitely worth checking out if you haven't. Um, something I'm considering, but, you know, Barclays doesn't like me so much. So I don't know if I'll if I'll give it a try or not. Yeah, and to your point, the the window match to, to Caesars, which can match to other casino stuff we've talked about, 
So there's other uh, interesting uh, opportunities there. And just check out this article. Like Joe said, you can sort everything. You can dive in. Make sure you're getting the best return for your spend if you're staying at hotels. Not only the benefits, but what are you getting back in terms of rebates? And then also the X factor here that we can't really put on this is the promotions. You know, who has the best promotions? That will obviously uh, make a difference too. I think Hilton really shines usually in promotion, even though it's only like double points, but they give you so many points that it really kind of blows it up. So that's something to consider as well. Promotions can be a game changer. We saw that early in the year with with Hyatt's promotions, with the double nights and all that, and earning a free night after so many stays and bonus journeys and all these like were just like stacking on top of each other. It made it pretty crazy. Um, So you definitely have to factor that in as well. Oh, by the way, it was called Accelerate, that IHG promotion. Oh, there we go. I had to look that up. All right, let's move into rapid fires. Mark, start us off. Yeah, my uh, rapid fire is an article Benji wrote that came out on Monday. We all, well, most of the uh, Miles to Memories team picked their favorite travel gear. Uh, so I always find it interesting. <laughs> Joe lost the rapid fire roulette. Um, so I always find it interesting to see what everybody likes to travel with. You know, everybody has a, like one, two, three items that they just cannot go without. So we'd share our own uh, links to it. So if you're interested, you know, d- double check, price check uh, other places as well. It just links to Amazon, but it gives you a good idea. Maybe something that you like, you know, comment, let us know something that we missed that you think is awesome. Um, but I always find those fun. How about you, Joe? Now that you have first to come of, up with one on the fly. First of all, <laughs> did Benji not ask me or did I miss him asking me? In other words, he asked who should, everybody. Who, who he should said, be offended, said, me or him? He ta- Probably him. He tagged the whole him. channel. He tagged the whole channel in okay. uh, travel hacking okay. and was like, hey. My fault, Ben. My fault. Luckily, I knew to ask whether... Benji should be offended or I should be offended before I said anything. <laughs> so I'm, I apologize, Benji. But uh, uh, my uh, rapid fire is, I just saw this for the first time. Uh, Mark has a page where he updates Amazon free trials and promotions. And according to this title, it is updated monthly. And so I just saw it. He just re-released it on July 26th. And I think it's super useful just because, you know, we use Amazon all the time. So if that's something you have bookmarked, like if you're, doing a purchase at Amazon if you're deciding or you're deciding to check out Audible because of the new platinum credits or whatever, keep that article bookmarked and you can just check it out, see if Amazon has any like free promotions or deals that you can get um, when you're making your regular purchases since we're all slaves to Amazon these days. That's uh, my rapid fire. What about you, Sean? Mine is actually three different articles. So I just didn't have, I just had to Oh, fancy. Guys. Very fancy. Uh, Ryan like, and We didn't have his... to do any rapid fire articles. You could have just done all three. <laughs> Come on. Well, we have three articles that went live on the website this week. Chase Ultimate Rewards, American Express Membership Rewards, and City Thank You Points. How long it takes to transfer to each of their partners. Ryan, again, he put together all this information. And so if you're going to transfer points to a partner with any of those programs, you can just check out the resource and see how long it will take. Some of them instant. Some of it takes days. It's important to know that stuff because you don't want to lose availability. You know, if you're transferring to Singapore Air and it takes, you know, several days or whatever it is. So... It's always good to know yes. uh, if the points that, are going to get there right away. It actually came in handy because I was looking to book. Uh, I only have 3,000 Marriott points because it's Marriott. But there was a hotel. It was, I think, 12,500. So I was looking to transfer, and there was a, I think there's a transfer bonus with Chase currently. So I was like, oh, this would still make sense. I'll get good value because the 3,000 points are basically lost. I don't include that in my, you know, if I'm going to transfer to Marriott, this is how much uh, value I'm going to get per point. I was getting, 
you know, close to 1.5 cents, maybe a little bit over. And I was going to do it, and I, but I had to book it that night, and the, the transfer time was like, uh, it's not instant. So I was like, okay, maybe not. Uh, moving on. So it is useful, if especially if you're, you know, in an emergency booking situation, definitely check them out. And that's going to do it for this week's show. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to the Miles to Memories podcast? You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media. You can find my Disney podcast, DisneyDeciphered.com or on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, you can connect with me to any of those places and find out more about what is going on there. What about you, Mark? Or you can find them floating in the heart-shaped bubble bath uh, all week long. Yes, you relaxing. can find me there too. Let me tell you one thing about the Poconos. I got this bowl of chips that I didn't want to eat all of them during the podcast. And they are already going stale. That's how humid it is here. Like between between when we started 45 minutes ago and now. And you're in like a basement. Yeah. I, well, I guess basements are really humid. But anyway, eat your chips quickly. Okay. That's the number one thing you got to take away. Nobody from likes podcast. soggy chips. They're, Nobody they're likes soggy chips. That's right. All right. Where can people find you, Mark? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark, at milestomemories.com. Comment on any of the articles on the website. Uh, join our Facebook group. Send me a message there. Uh, public profile. So lots of ways. How about you, Sean? And milestomemories.com for 30, 40, 50 articles every week. And we have our Vegas stuff, youtube.com forward slash milestomemories. And as I said, this podcast or the Miles to Memories Vegas podcast, you can find either one. Just search Miles to Memories in your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to leave us a review, do all of that good stuff. And uh, thanks so much for listening, for watching, for reading. Talk to you next time. Yeah, it's probably closer to 30 this week because Mark was on vacation. <laughs> it was See a little you. less this week. That was a bad joke. Come on, guys. Say something. Yeah. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> we gave the bad joke exactly what it deserved. <laughs> yeah. That's fans, fine. So I mean, I, I just, uh, I'm not worried I'll, about at it. At least it wasn't, at least it wasn't live because it would have really bombed. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll leave all the silence and all this part in the uh, outtakes, but no one will ever know what the joke was.